0: All right, I've never had that happen ever before in my life. (laughs) Only at Tehillah. I was whispering to some of the staff, I'm like, you guys are in trouble tomorrow, but thank you. (laughs) No, in all seriousness, you're not in trouble, but that is awesome, so thanks so much. That was kind of weird, like that's never happened to me before in my life. Usually it's like, well, let's welcome Pastor Ben, it's like golf clap, you know. (laughs) So I feel really welcomed and happy to be here tonight. How many guys are excited to be here tonight? I'm excited to be here tonight. I've been feeling this all day long. I've been feeling this all week long, just the anticipation of what I really believe God wants to do in this place tonight. You know, God, he responds to hungry hearts and hungry people spiritually and I believe, man, tonight, and I just want to say, in the prayer room beforehand, and this is honestly in no way, like, this is just not an announcement, this is actually what's going on, is I walked into the prayer room, and you could you could, sense, you could literally, and some of you guys know what I'm talking about, but when the presence of God begins to manifest in a strong way, it's like it's in the air, you can actually almost feel it, it's like a substance, and I walked in that room again tonight and you could just feel the, the presence and the power of God as people, as people respond to pray. And I said this a few weeks ago, but every revival in history has had two ingredients that are common throughout every revival and it's prayer and young people. And I, I really believe that we're on the verge of, of something that God wants to do in our city. And I actually believe tonight what, what I've been excited about is I want to release a bit of a word. I'm going to give a, a bit of a framework for this word, and then I'm going to invite a couple people to help me uh, tonight as well, because I believe we're shifting tonight. We're moving into a, a, a new season. Uh, the Lord spoke to me a couple months ago before the new year, and uh, he, he gave me this phrase, and he said, it's going to be a new season of my spirit. So I wrote on my, on my big whiteboard in my office, a new season of the Holy Spirit a new season of the Holy Spirit. Because last time, if you would have been here, I preached a message called God's doing a new thing. There's a new thing that God's doing. And in that verse I talked about a few weeks ago, it says that God is doing a new thing, and he says, do you not perceive it? In other words, be aware. Um, Be ready, get ready for what God's going to do. And I I believe tonight that uh, at the end we're going to pray and we're going to um, we're going to impart. So I want to I want to just share for a few moments tonight about the revelation and about the manifestation and the impartation of what God wants to do in this new season. So uh, so that's what we're going to do. <laughs> we met with, uh, with the Tejila leadership in November And we went out to Kananaskis so Had a great time just hanging out And we began to pray We began to talk as a team what has God been doing? Do you know that Tahila is over twenty-five years old? I think it's like twenty-seven years old. It's older than a lot of you guys. You guys were watching Barney and stuff when, you, even before you were born, a lot of you. Do you remember Barney? Blues, blues. You guys were watching Blues Clues. Zabumafu. And God's been moving in the city that long. And a little history, we were talking about the history, and there was a season where to heal a Monday, it was packed out to the rafters every night, and one of the things uh, that marked it where there were people coming to faith in Christ left, right, and center every week, just people, backsliders, people walked away from God, and they just they, they just felt the presence of God, and they responded, and they... They came to a place of, of repentance, and there were people being healed in their bodies. But there were three things that really marked Tahila in the early days. And sometimes, sometimes to move forward in God, you have to go back and you have to redig the wells. Sometimes even in your own journey, your own faith, your own walk with Jesus, you have to go back and you have to say, God, what did you do in my life in the past? Because sometimes there's secrets to things that God has done in the past in your life When you come back to that time where you first met Jesus, where you re-encounter that first love, you remember what it's like when you first were saved, when you first found out that Jesus died for your sins, that he loved you, when you first encountered the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, when you look back, you go back, David said, restore to me, God, the joy of my salvation. That was his heart's cry because he knew in that place, I believe, that that's where the power is, And sometimes you have to go back before you can move forward. And so we went back and we said, God, what did you do? And we walked out of that meeting. We said, Tehillah has always been about three things significantly. It's been about prayer. It's been about the presence of God. And it's been about reaching people. And so we've been redigging this well of prayer and it's raising an intensity. Like I said tonight, we, you could sense the presence of God. And I believe we've only scratched the surface of a prayer movement in our city. I, I believe that we've only scratched the surface. Of, of God calling people to prayer and intercessors. And I actually had a vision that this place would be like, I was seeing this as I was praying and talking to the Lord about it, that this would be like a hub. And people would, all over the city would just begin to go, I'm hungry for revival. And they would just begin to show up, like not only at 6 o'clock, but I believe even hours earlier into the Monday, on Mondays, just beginning to stream into this place and just begin to pray. And uh, uh, I, just, I just feel like God is going to call us back even more to, to that place of prayer. And then Tehillah has always been about the presence of God, and and so we're going after God's presence. We're going to do everything we can to do things with excellence and do things well, but at the end of the day, we are going to be hungry after God's presence. That's what this... Monday Night Gathering is about because we know that the most relevant thing that could ever happen to anybody is a personal encounter, a personal revelation with God himself, with his presence, with the Holy Spirit. And man, when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, you change. You're never the same again. And I know that's true in my life. When the Holy Spirit had got a, has got a hold of me in different seasons of my life, I, I change. I, I can't be the same. I can't, I can't live the same. I can't go back. And there's nothing more exciting. There's nothing more jo- joyful. There's nothing more purposeful than a life that is fully surrendered to God's purposes and, and to fully surrender to the pursuit of his heart and i feel like god is doing that again in me i feel like he's calling me again just to another place saying ben just seek me just know me just just be with me and i want to i want to i want to move you into the next place where I desire you to be. And how many know it's a ride and it's the best ride you'll ever take in your life? Quit chasing all this other stuff that the world, all the lies of the world. The world tells you do this and all this, you'll be successful. I'm telling you, success tonight is found in the presence and the love of God. It's when you surrender your life 100% completely, not just halfway in the world and halfway in the church. There was a guy... Paul was preaching one time, and this guy's name was Eutychus in the book of Acts, and he was sitting in the window, and it says that Paul preached all night long, so don't worry, I'm not going to preach all night long, but this guy Eutychus, he was in the window, and as he was in the window, it was hot in the church, and it was cool outside, but he was in the window because he had one foot in the church, and he had one foot outside in the world, and he fell asleep, and you got to be careful that you don't have one foot in the church and one one foot in the world, because you 're going to fall asleep, and not only did Eutychus fall asleep, he fell out of that window, he fell to the ground as of dead as he was dead on the ground and Paul went down, he put down the microphone, he said, "Stop the powerPoint worship team, get up here and start playing i 'm going down." He laid on top of he said, in Jesus name, live, he came back to life, dead things come into life. this is what God does. this is the manifestation of the holy Spirit is what he does he brings dead things to life. He brings dead things to life and God is about to breathe on us again in a fresh way. Ezekiel 37, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out of the spirit and the spirit of the Lord set me down in the midst of a valley and it was full of bones and then he caused me to pass by all around them and behold there was very many in the open valley, and indeed they were, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And so I answered, O Lord God, you know. And again he said to me, prophesy to these bones, then say, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter you. And you shall live and I'll put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and then you shall know that I am the Lord. So, so I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone indeed as I looked at the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over but there was no breath in them. Also he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood up on their feet, an exceedingly great army. The first thing that happened was Ezekiel, he was a prophet in the Old Testament, and God... His hand came upon him, and he began to show him this valley of dry bones. And it was a valley where there had been a great war. And, and there were dead people that had died, and they, they had rotted. The bodies had decomposed, and there were bones. And not only were there bones, but they were dry bones. That means they had been there for a long time. And the first thing that happened was, was God's revelation to Ezekiel. And, and he showed him the, this valley of dry bones. And he said to him, Ezekiel... He said, Can these bones live? He said, Can these bones live? And Ezekiel said, Well, God, only you know you're God. This looks pretty impossible to me. These are dry bones. And sometimes I think when we look around at, at the culture, at the young adult culture of Calgary, we look at and see and we understand that there's all kinds of pe- people making all kinds of decisions and, and even people that have been brought up in the church and in faith and then they walk away from the Lord and whatever may happen. Or even in your own life, there may be some dryness. There may be some, some dead things in your life. And, and, and the Lord would say, can these bones live? Can dead things Can dead things live again? And sometimes we're like, God, only you know if this can live in my life. Only you know if my friend will ever walk with Jesus again. Only you know, God, if you can pour out a revival in this city. But what happened is that the hand of the Lord came upon Ezekiel. And tonight I want to just say that the revelation of what God wants to do in your life happens when his hand begins to rest upon your life in a new way. God's hand wants to come upon your life. God's hand wants to come upon your ministry. There's some pastors here tonight. And God's hand is going to come fresh upon your ministry. And you're going to begin to experience new things. You're going to begin to experience dreams. You're going to begin to experience salvations. You're going to begin to experience new things in the Holy Spirit like you've never experienced before. You're not going to try. You're not going to strive, but God's hand is coming upon you. And he's going to lead you and you're going to prosper and you're going to see some some new things and things you've longed for in your life. There's others here tonight, and and things have been dry and dead in your life, and God's hand is going to come, and he's going to begin to give you a revelation. He's going to begin to show you the purpose that he has for your life. But the Bible says how we get under God's hand is we submit ourselves we submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And the Bible says in the New Testament, Submit yourself under the mighty hand of God, and in due season, he will lift you up. You see, sometimes we try to lift ourselves up. Sometimes we try to get ahead in our own way, in our own moves that we make. We say we try to be successful, or even in ministry, we try to you know, get a platform, and we try to do all these kinds of things. But God says, Humble yourself under my hand, and I will lift you up in due season. And there's a revelation that God wants to show you, and that that is that dead things can live in your life. The revelation that God wants to show us as to heal is that dead things can live again in this city. And I prophesy to the bones of Calgary, and I say, hear the word of the Lord. Tonight I'm talking about hear the word of the Lord. And that's the revelation and then there's the manifestation. It says that the bones, he said, prophesy to these bones. And Ezekiel begins to speak to dead things. I want to call you in your life tonight to begin to speak to dead things, things that have died. I want to call you tonight to begin to speak to things spiritually in your life that have died. I want to call you tonight to begin to speak to situations and to circumstances around you, to people, to, to churches, to ministries. There's been all kinds of things that the enemies had way too much fun just you know, having a heyday in our city. And, and stealing and robbing and destroying. But now is the time. The tide is turning. It is, the, it is the new season of the Holy Spirit. And he's calling us. And he's saying, begin to speak and begin to prophesy. And begin to call forth a harvest. Begin to call forth this place full of people. Begin to call forth salvation and people coming to Jesus. So humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Get the revelation that God can and he will make dead things alive again. And hear the word of the Lord. And then it says that the bones begin to rattle. They begin to come together. You know there's a sound. There's a fresh sound when God begins to move. And and we're just in the season now. Michael's been writing and we're going to be releasing some new songs uh, through FA Music. And there's a a new sound for a new season. So get ready. And it's not just those songs. There's other people that there's going to be new songs. There's a new soundtrack to your life. God's putting a new soundtrack to your life. You're going to begin to hear uh, music. You're going to begin to hear things in your spirit where, where there was depression and anxiety and, and barrenness, God's going to begin to bring joy and color and music again to your life. And I just want to speak that out over you tonight. And so as we have the hand of God on our life, there's a rattling, and it says that the bones begin to rattle and they begin to come together. And it says that skin and muscle begin to come on these dry bones, and they look like people, and they begin to look like human bodies. And to me, this is a picture of the church oftentimes where, where it, looks, it looks like it's a body. It looks like it's functioning. But then he said, he says, you need to prophesy again because it's not just a, a, a body of bones and skin and muscle, but it needs to have the breath of God. And the breath of God is the impartation. The breath of God is what God wants to do and he wants to impart. There's a lot of churches that look like the body. There's a lot of churches that actually look like they have some hair and some eyes and some skin and some muscle and some bone, but they're missing the breath. They're missing the breath of God, the Holy Spirit, the power. You can have a body. You can have a church. You can go Sunday morning, 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. You can go and park your car and shake hands with the usher. You can drop off your kids. You can go and listen to a sermon and be out of there in an hour and 15 minutes and your life does not change at all because it looks like a body. It even feels like a body at times and it's warm and fuzzy sometimes but it's missing the breath and unless it has the breath, it can never be the army. And what God wants to do tonight is He wants to breathe and He wants to breathe the fresh, his fresh breath of life, the Holy Spirit, the power of God upon each one of us tonight. Thank you, Father. So, I just wanted to unleash that tonight. I'm going to ask Casey to come up and help me at this time, because what we're going to do is, um, as we move forward as Tehila, we're going to be focusing, we're going to be focusing on a season of Asking the Lord to help us to rally around again the idea of reaching people for Christ. Let me tell you a story as Casey comes. Actually, I want the band up here already, too. You guys need to just get up here and then just be ready for anything. I think it's a be ready for anything night. Um, I was meeting with the staff. I'm going to give it to you just in a sec here, Casey. I was meeting with the staff and... The question was asked, where's your spiritual passion for seeing people come to Christ? And so you're like, well, you're a pastor, so it's probably at a 10 all the time, 10 out of 10. You're excited. And I had to have an honest moment where it wasn't that high. It was like barely above a five maybe. Because like you, I get focused sometimes on myself. I get focused sometimes on things in my life that distract me, and I, I forget that God's heart and his passion is for for souls, for people. And I believe that he wants to do something significant in all of us tonight to mobilize an army, I believe, in our city, that we would have a passion, that we would have a heart to to share the gospel and the good news with people. And so I had to repent of that. And I had to say, God, my, my fire is not, you know, for seeing people come to Christ, it's, it's not where it needs to be this week. It's I feel like I've got distracted with other things. and So like you, sometimes I forget about uh, people that don't know the Lord. And I, I start focusing on myself. And this is not a heavy in any way, but I, this, is part of the, this is part of the revelation that God says these bones can live. And sometimes we actually think, well, these bones can't live. Like, I, I, don't, know. I don't know if people even want to hear about Jesus in our city. And what if they reject me? And if that's the worst thing that could ever happen, that somebody rejects us, I mean, may we never use that as some kind of excuse that we wouldn't share the love and the goodness of Jesus just because we're fearful. But part of that revelation is, again, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and then the impartation of the boldness, the Holy Spirit's power moving in us and through us as we have an encounter with him. He fills us with love and power that we would share this love with with people in our city. And so I've been thinking about that, and I repented. And I was out just last week. I was in a restaurant with my family, and there was a girl, and she was our, our server. And she, her, name, her name was Alicia. And Alicia, you might even be here tonight. And if you are, come say hi to me after. But I, I invited her out to, to heal. I told her what God is doing. And I got talking to her, and she had some tattoos. And quite often, you know, if a server or whatever has a tattoo, I'll usually ask them, like, what's that mean to you? And so I just said to her, I, I said, hey, what does that tattoo mean? And she told me, well, this is about, you know, one of my family members who passed away, and this is something else. And I noticed just a little cross on her wrist, and I said, I see that cross there. I said, are you a person of faith? And she looked at me, and she says, I, I kind of hope that there's something out there. I hope I hope that, yeah, I hope there's a God. Like, I kind of am, but I'm not like a religious person or like, you know, whatever. And I said, okay. I said, well, you know, do you, do you go to church at all, like sometimes? And and she goes, no, and, you know, it's funny because sometimes when I ask people that, they almost look like they're, they're embarrassed or, or ashamed of that. And I, said, and I said to her, hey, it's no problem. I said, if you don't go to church, there's no problem. But I said, listen, I want you to know, first of all, um, if you don't go to church, that's great. Because here's the thing, I'm a pastor. And if you're ever looking for a pastor, I'm your pastor, uh, and if you don't have a church, you can, just, you can just contact me, and I'll tell you where I hang out. And I told her about Monday night and everything that was going on here. And I, I, and I think sometimes we just have to say, listen, we need to just pastor the city. We, we just need to, like, wherever, if we're at Chinook Mall, like, well, I'm the, I'm the pastor. I'm the pastor. I'm not the pastor just in the lobby. I'm the pastor all over this city. And if people aren't in a church, a church is not a building. The church is just us being mobilized, and, and you may be the only Christian. You may be the only person that somebody may ever come in contact with, and you don't have to invite them into a building. You just need to say, Listen, do you go to church? No, I don't go to church. Well, hey, if you ever think about going to church or you'd ever need to talk to a Christian, I'm your Christian. Just tell them, I'm, the, I'm your Christian in your life, and my name is whatever, and you just reach out to them. And so I invited Alicia here. And again, I don't even know if she's here tonight or if she came last week or whatever. But, but I, I'm, a, I'm hoping to see her again and, and just build a relationship with her and, and just share the love of Jesus with her. But can these bones live? Yes. There are tens of thousands of people in our city. Calgary's like what? A million point, like whatever, 1.2 million, including Okotoks and whatever. There are thousands and thousands of people in this city that are waiting to hear the gospel and hungry and feeling the Holy Spirit move in their life. And we just need some Christians that will prophesy to the dry bones and we just need some breath in us. We just need to quit looking like a body and start acting like a body that is full of the Spirit, full of freshness. And God's going to do that tonight. We're going to pray for impartation at the end that God would empower us as witnesses and evangelists in our city, just to share the love of Jesus. Because, man, have you ever led somebody to Jesus? If you haven't, it is the most exciting thing that you could ever do. I dare you to. It's so fun. Like, even if, even if you find somebody who's a backslidden Christian and you win them back, even that's great. Like, try it. Like, I don't care. Like, put your stuffed animals up in your room and just, just start preaching to them. Even if, <laughs> even if you can get a teddy bear to prop up his hand, It's exciting. It's amazing. You can do an altar. You can baptize them in your bathtub. Just get, just get some practice. Just get going. There's a preacher friend of mine, and he's a pastor. He travels all around the world today. But when he was, he was in the middle of Bible college, he had a, a, a heart to preach all over the world. But he, he was a janitor at a church, and he used to book Thursday night. He asked the pastor if he could come in Thursday night. And he would get up and prepare messages every week, and he'd preach to an empty room. And it was only the janitor that would show up and listen to his sermons. But guess what happened? Is janitor started telling his friends, hey, you should come. And some of the other staff started coming. And so now this pastor would preach, and he would preach, and now more people would show up. And then he, he would prepare faithfully. Every week he'd pray, he'd fast, he'd prepare a word, and he'd preach to an empty room. But do you know that over time that hundreds of people began to show up? And today this pastor, he pastors all around the world. Pastor Benny Perez from Las Vegas. And I'll tell you what, you just need to get it in your spirit, what God's called you to. And God wants to do something special and supernatural, and he wants to impart some fresh fire into you, the young people of this city. And listen, it may not be everybody tonight, maybe three people, maybe five people or ten people, but we're going somewhere. In Jesus' name, we are going to win a city. We're going to see people come to know Jesus. We're going to see them filled with the Holy Spirit. We're going to see people healed. We're going to see people come to Christ. We're going to see Muslims. We're going to see atheists. It doesn't matter who you are because when you encounter the Holy Spirit for yourself, there's nothing more significant and life-changing. The person with the argument is always at the mercy with the person who has the experience. Sorry. You can argue as much as you want, but you can never argue or take away what God has done, the reality of the Holy Spirit in my life. And I'm not some guy. I've just checked my brains at the door. Some people are, oh, Christian, they just check their brains at the door. Listen, you wait till the Holy Spirit puts you on your back. You wait till he begins to show up and you begin to feel his love and his power and your, his forgiveness. And you wait till you encounter him in the middle of the night and he shows up and he's, he's, just, he's just there, he's here, he's everywhere. Do you feel him tonight? He's here. And I am telling you, we just need to get a fresh experience in the Spirit. And you need to be grounded in the Word. Don't be a theological flake. And don't be weird. And don't be a weird Christian. Be somebody who's smart. Be somebody who studies. But get on fire for Jesus again. I call you to get hungry for Him again. In Jesus' name. All right, Casey, why don't you come tell us what we're going to do.
1: praying, But I've seen God move in so many mighty ways when we get on our knees and pray. And that is why I'm in that room every single Monday before praying on my knees, because I know that, that God moves. Um, I just want to share a quick story. So I, I had the chance to go to Kansas City over... Uh, over the break here, over Christmas, and God just gave me this this vision of of this whole room just absolutely packed, and it was the balcony, and it was the and it was every single chair be filled. And guys, what would it look like if all of us just invited one person? Right? It doesn't mean they're going to accept Christ. It doesn't mean, but that is not our job. Our job is just to invite and share our story. God does the rest, right? God does the heavy lifting, and we just invite. It's so simple. So guys, that's what I'm contending for. That's what I'm praying for. And you know, we serve a God that can do immeasurably more than we can ever ask or imagine. So when we pray and when we're getting hungry, I want to see... I want to ask God and believe not only for this balcony to be packed, but I want there to be standing room only here. Like, wouldn't that be amazing to see standing room only where we have people from our universities, from our schools, from our workplaces, from, our, from every walk of life, young to old, where they're, they're getting on their knees, repenting before God and saying, God, you are all we need. You are all we ask and desire. And that, and that is my cry. And that's why here at Tehillah, we're super excited to be moving forward into this new season of evangelism. And... We want to keep this practical and something that, that I think often is you know you, how do I invite someone out to Tahila? How do I how do I invite them out? Get them to what 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 we what we made is uh, we have these cards. And this is something that you can take. It's just Tehillah. It, it just explains a little bit what, what we're doing here, has the address. And guys, even if you don't want to hand these out, if, even if you're, you're not there yet, you're not there in your, in your boldness and your faith, and you're still, you're like, man, like, I, I, I just can't do it, God. I just can't do it. What I would encourage you is even just leaving this somewhere, you know, you're at school and you're talking to that person next to you, hand it out to them, right? Or, you know what, we all go out for wings after to heal at a limericks, right? Maybe give one to your server, leave one on the table, give it to someone, and just pray and ask God, God, I want you to use this, and he will. And if we have that faith, people will come, right? So guys, I want to see this place packed, that's my heart, and I just want to see everybody um, just bring everybody out and just, uh, yeah, just be on their knees and just repenting to Jesus. So God is good, yeah, so let's just, can we just shout? Like, let's just take a big shout, yeah, for God. Come on, amen. And secondly, would just be um, yes, yeah, so we have these cards. Sarah and I will be at the at the front door handing them out. So, guys, take a few when you go. Um, yes, yeah, so you can hand these out to your friends and family. But what we also want to do is uh, we also want, want to recognize other ministries and and things that are going on in the city and. Uh, Derek here runs, uh, runs an organization called Mission 7, and they actually go out to, to the streets, actually, and they're just reaching the homeless, reaching the lost. And guys, if you want to get partnered up with that as well, I'm just going to let him share a little bit, um, just his heart behind that. And guys, there's so many ways that you can reach people, whether that just be at your school or, or on the street. Um, so I'm just going to pass it on to him, and he can share his heart.
2: Well, thanks so much,
1: Can we just give it up for these two? I love these guys and their hearts and this church and Tequila. This is
2: amazing. I love this. I love your passion. You're just bringing fire. Casey, you too. Man, it's just good stuff. Yeah, so I'm from Experience Church. Yeah, I'm Derek Reimer and uh, I'm with Mission 7. It's just a ministry the Holy Spirit put on my heart, you know, almost two years ago in May of what year are we now? 2016. So, uh, yeah, the heart of this ministry is walking like Jesus, it's feeding the hungry, like Caleb was sharing. So, reaching the lost and it's praying for the sick. I envision Mission 7 becoming a movement throughout our city that provokes transformation to the unsaved and ignites a conflagration of Holy Spirit that bursts revival. Amen. What we do is head to the streets. We strap on a backpack, fill it with food, socks, meds, tukes, church invitations, Bible magazines, and more. We gather at one of these three downtown locations 17th Avenue, Stephen Avenue. and 8th and 8th, and minister to the homeless, the drug addicts, the prostitutes, the gang members, and whoever else we feel called to or we have a word for, so that's everybody. So far, we've seen some amazing miracles, such as physical healings, deliverances. The other night, we had a big deliverance. You know, a brother here and uh, another um, member of the team, Crystal Lynn, yeah, they just had an amazing deliverance, guy that was high on meth, just I can't, it's your story, but I just, in, in summary here, in a in a snapshot, they just prayed over him, and he just collapsed, and just came up, just like pleading for Jesus, right? Yeah, and it was amazing. He just gave his life to Christ. So yeah, can we just give that a round of applause? Like that's amazing. We want to see more of that. We want to see more of that. Yeah, and just radical salvations like that, and um, people are open and hungry more than what we realize. And we just need to step out of the boat and be willing to put ourselves out there for the sake of someone else's eternal destination. Like, man, guys, like this is so for real. And I know people here get it. And I know people here are hungry. And that's just I pray that and I hope that people are getting stirred up, that we just step out. We just need to step out and just love people. It's simple. Like Casey was sharing, like evangelism is, is love. It's just loving people. So how can you get involved? I lead an M7 Street outreach team the first Saturday of every month, and this targets as many people that feel called to come out. We meet at Stephen Avenue McDonald's from 1.30 to 3.30. We're developing uh, various outreaches with team leads that better fit personalities, comfort levels, and simply having more options to reach people. The program is evolving rapidly. And recently, it's been on my heart to diversify evangelism. And what that looks like is asking people what their gifts and their talents are, and if they'd be willing to exercise them on the streets to draw more people in. For example, our December outreach, we had someone playing guitar. We had somebody giving free haircuts. And we're expanding as far as your ideas come in to broaden evangelism, keep it fresh, and utilize everyone. We received many ideas so far, and they keep coming in. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So we need you and your God-given gift. Maybe once a month isn't enough for you. My incredible team and I, there's two of them here right now. Thanks for the support, boys. um, We hit the streets various days throughout the week, and we can accommodate almost any day that works best for you. We make our street schedule every Monday, and we post it on our M7 group chat, and it's open for anyone to join. So feel free to come and talk to me or Casey, and uh, we can get you plugged in. I'd love to meet you, get to know you, so we can serve our city better together. John 13, 35 reminds us that they will know where his disciples by our love. So let's get out there. Let's love like it's our last day, because chances are it's someone else's. Perfect love casts out all fear. So let us be fearless. Let us love with Christ's agape love leaving people in awe knowing there's something more than flesh and blood in us. We're sons and daughters of the Most High, and the kingdom is within us. So let's go and release heaven onto the streets of Calgary together.
3: Amen. Thanks, guys. Go ahead and sit down. Why don't you all stand up right now? So we've got these very simple steps that we want to help you with this next piece with the third kind of piece of reaching lost people. And we want to help you. One of the things that I think that stops people is they don't feel uh, adequate. They don't feel equipped. So we want to help you get equipped. And we've got a survey. I'm just going to put the link. And I want you to, to put it. Maybe we'll put it up after. But put it in your phone. Pull out your phone right now. Put the link up there to the survey. And uh, if, if we can get your information, we will keep you updated to ways that we can help you uh, be trained for relational, practical, organic evangelism. Every one of you are called to it. Just natural, organic ways to share your faith with people around you. You don't have to look like Derek. You don't have to look like me. You don't have to look like Pastor Ben. You be you. And God will use you the way that he created you to propel the gospel forward in and through your life. And just as I finish, I want to read this to you tonight. Very simply put, I just want you to know that the harvest is plentiful. That the harvest is ripe right here in Canada. That the harvest of people that God is working in is plentiful right here in Calgary. That God is drawing people around you to himself and you have no idea the impact that you will have. The Bible tells us that one plants, one waters, but who gives the increase? God gives the increase. You don't have to win the argument You don't have to uh, convert anybody. You just have to be you and be tuned into the Holy Spirit, whether you're planting, whether you're watering, or whether you're reaping the harvest that is ripe around you. This is what Jesus said when he sent out the 70 in Luke 10. He says this, After these things the Lord appointed 70 others also, and he sent them out two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. It's kind of cool that Jesus sends out two by two. He sends them out in teams. But that's cool. But what's even more impacting to me is that he sends them where he himself is about to go. Evangelism is not some natural thing that God sends you to do in your own strength. But he sends you to do it where he himself is actually working. Jesus is already there. He's already working in that waitress's heart. He's already working in that date's heart. He's already working in that person's heart that he's calling you and prompting you to share his love with. And you can trust that. Then he said to them, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. What a great problem to have. The harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Verse 1 is about Jesus' presence going with us. Verse 2 is about his, the prayer that he's calling us to intercede for lost people. But here's the crazy thing about this prayer that he tells his disciples to pray. It's an action prayer. He's not just saying, go lock yourself in a closet and start praying that God would send laborers into the harvest. He says, you're the answer. Now go and do it. He says, you're the answer to your own prayer for laborers in the harvest that is truly plentiful. And he says, go your way. Behold, I send you out into lambs among wolves. He says, carry neither with you money bag, knapsack, nor sandals. And greet no one along the way. Basically what he's saying there is he's saying you have everything that you need. So you don't need to take anything with you. You don't need to take the course. You have everything you need and it's the Holy Spirit that that is within you. Jesus said when I go away, he said I'll send the helper. He said you will receive power and you will be witnesses unto me. He says, You will receive power. That is the purpose, one of the primary purposes of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, it's already been said, that God has not given us a spirit of love, or has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. And there are some in this room, and the number one thing that stops you from sharing your faith is fear. He hasn't given you a spirit of fear. So we're going to sing this song, and we're going to ask God to break off the spirit of fear right now. Because we are no longer slaves to fear. We are sons, and we are daughters. Come on, worship. Let's do it together.